Thank you for joining us here at Zoe Household. Our desire is to bring you to the consciousness of the Zoe life that has made available to everyone who believes the Lord Jesus Christ. Prepare your heart for a powerful word from God by our lead pastor, Pastor Dulapolawal. God bless you. Word of God on your lips. So I want to teach us about God's word on your lips. Everybody say the word of God is on my lips. Many men of God in the Bible told us this, explained this to us. Let me emphasize the importance of knowledge first, and then we move forward. And I was saying something about the man that was beside Jesus. Sorry I digressed so much. So the Bible says he was a thief, caught in a very act, right? And he was being crucified. Wow, that's awesome. So they crucified Jesus like a thief. Now understand that this guy, all of them on that cross, they were naked. Do you understand that? They were not wearing anything. So it was at the peak of shame. But this brother said something. Remember who Jesus is. Colossians 1 verse 19. It pleased the Father that in him should dwell the entire fullness of God. So understand that Jesus is not a servant of God. We know that in church. Jesus is not somebody that God just sent. Jesus is God in body. What that means is that what Jesus did is not what God might have done. It's what God did. Do you understand? Yes. Very important to get that. If you get to heaven now, the man or the person that you see on the throne is the difference. Ah, yeah. I love that. He's the man Jesus. He's there with his body. He's the man Jesus. He's there with his body, with flesh. Sitting on the throne of God in body. He told us in Revelations 1 verse 14. He said, I was dead. He says, but now I am alive. He was telling John. He says, and guess what? I'm now alive forevermore. He was talking about in body. Is our hope that we will rise again with body. Guess what? You won't rise with pimples and wrinkles. You rise with an amazing, special kind of body. A body that the more you look at, it begins to radiate in the glory of God. That's the hope and the promise that God has given unto us. You know what is amazing? We have received it in the person of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are you here? So this guy went to Jesus. This guy was with Jesus. No confession. If you do not confess your sins, you know some people say, before I die, I'll quickly say, God, forgive me. And once I say, God, forgive me, I'll go to heaven. It's not true. If you die like that, you will still go to hell. For what you just said, you will go to hell. You know why? Yes. It's very. Listen to what I'm saying very well. Heaven and hell is not about doings. I wish our world can get this small truth. You see, what that will do for you is that he will, it will allow you be able to express God's fullness in your life. There will be no restrictions and barriers to what God can do through you. And every revelation that God gives to you, you will be bold enough to say it. Some of you have not been getting revelations because you've not said the ones he gave you. One of the reasons why God loads some people with so many revelations is because he knows that if he says, tells them, they will say it. But you that he told you something last year, this year, we have not seen it on your status. We have not seen it anywhere. You are just keeping, you are even wondering, is it correct? As a believer, you have been in Christ. Listen, when you give your life to Christ, this is the pattern of scripture. It's not what they told you. Don't come here with what is this, what they taught us in our church. It's wrong. In the pattern of scriptures, you give your life to Christ and immediately you are baptized in the Holy Ghost. Immediately. Peter was praying and the other people, the other 120 in the upper room. The Bible says that after, you, after a while, 
He said it was three o'clock. There is no way in Acts 2 that we would have been drunk. The Bible says he ministered and they believed on Jesus. And 3,000 people gave their hearts to Christ. What do you think happened? They joined them in prayers. If you give your life to Christ, when do you think the apostles gave their hearts to Christ? When do you think they gave their hearts to Christ? How can you give your heart to who without to Jesus without the capacity to receive him? It was when they received the Holy Ghost. It means that when they received Jesus was when they began to speak in tongues. But today what we want to do in church is that after you give your life to Christ, then you will grow and then now start praying in tongues. Error. Error. It's not supposed to be like that. If you catch a brother and you spoke the word of Christ to him, the only thing that can keep that word is the Holy Ghost. You must engage that Holy Ghost in him. If you don't activate it, he will go and sleep and do what he was doing before. So you say, brother, give your heart to Christ. He say, yes. Do you believe? Yes. Do you know that Jesus is in the form of the Holy Ghost and is in you now? Yes. Pray in, the whole, in other tongues. Immediately. Why? You are making him acquainted and make him understand that, listen, you have a pattern before. You speak English before. But it's a new language in your new kingdom. You must give him that orientation. So it's not that you give him, you lead him to Christ. After I lead him to Christ, you will not leave him. Say, brother, we'll, let's do it small, small, small. Don't do it small, small. Don't do it small, small at all. That small, small is what will give the devil chance. As you are leading him to Christ, you are baptizing. He say, but he doesn't know what he's saying. You know what you are saying? He said, but he doesn't know what he's saying. You, do you know what you are saying? How will he be able to navigate the things of his, his new life if he doesn't pray in tongues? You want to leave him for 10 years? No. This is the Bible pattern. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. Knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. All right. So this brother told Jesus, he said, Jesus, remember me in your paradise. Then Jesus spoke to him. He said, I tell you verily that you and me in my father's house will be in paradise today. Bible tells us that after Jesus died, that he went to the grave. This is awesome. Do you know the glory that this guy's soul saw? He was with Jesus all the way. No confession of sin. No nothing. He made the word of God very tangible. He just believed. Listen, how did he know that there was a paradise for Jesus? Did you hear the word no? <laughs> did you hear the word no? Heaven and hell is not about what you do or what you don't do. If you do well and you don't know Jesus, you didn't do well. If you live the best life without the holiness of Jesus in you, moralism is what? Equal to... It means that it is not what you do that makes you see the Lord. It is who is in you that makes you see the Lord. How do we even make this heaven if we can make it? Let me explain to you. The Bible says this. I want you to say after me. It says God is holy. Say it again. God is holy. And nothing unholy comes before God. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's amazing. What a revelation. Did you hear what I Bible says that God is holy and nothing unholy comes before God. Pastor Allah, come. Stand here. David, stand here. I'm God, obviously. They are the men. <laughs> now, the Bible says, God, me, I'm holy and nothing comes before me. So now, they are before my judgment throne. What will make them pass is not what they've done or what they've not done. Is do they know where they are? If God... Is holy and holy comes before him. It means that they are holy. Go and sit down. So it means judgment is actually a test of knowledge. What do you know? So you are before God. You say, you say, I'm, I'm a man of unclean lips. You are, you ready? 
out. When you get to heaven and they want to open a book, you tell them, close it. Yeah. You say, close it. You, you approach the angel, you tell, ah, I, I, I trust my spirit. I trust my spirit. You approach the angel, you tell him, do you know Elegushi? Have you seen Ambarose before? Do you know what it means to be tempted? You are just here chilling, opening book up and down. Do you know what I, do you know what I went through on earth? Close that book and open the door. Let the king of glory enter. That's what you say. It's a test of knowledge. I know that for some people, people are thinking, ah, can this be true? It's truth. It's truth. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. It's what you know that matters. This guy made it by knowledge. He knew that Jesus had a paradise. He said, let me enter that place that you are going with you. Even the disciples didn't know he was going anywhere. How come he got a hold of this truth? Of a truth. Revelation is not discovery. Of a truth. It is God that reveals. It is God that reveals. Hallelujah. The word of God on your lips. You must know. Amen. And then that enables you to grow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said something very profound. Let's open to Mark 7 verse 15. You know, sometimes when I study the Old Testament, and most of the scriptures that I've been able to memorize are mostly about God's word. And what the word of... Oh, wow, you people are enjoying here. What the word of... Yeah, this is where we will... You can see me now. I'll be going bad room, yeah. You are smiling, you are enjoying service. Those people, they are in hell. <laughs> this heaven. Praise God. I'm here, I'm not moving anywhere. Ah, my tab. They can't bring it for me. <laughs> I'm in heaven for life. I'm just joking though. Alright. All right. Praise God. Yeah. Glory. Yes. Most of the scriptures that I've memorized are about the word of God. I like what men of God said concerning God's word. Because the word of God is our only comfort. Amen. The only thing that we have from God is his word. The only thing that we know about God is his word. Thank you very much. God bless you. What all the only thing we know about God is God's word. And the design of man, or the way God planned man to be, God has planned man in such a way that man must speak his word. This is the difference between us and his angels. We are, wow, this is awesome. We are the people that are not just maybe something that God created or made or anything of such, but we we were from his word. It's like the composition. We were drawn out from God's word. We were... I, I have a picture. I don't have the words. We were... There was... When you read the Bible, the Bible... Wait, let me try. The Bible describes God. When you read scriptures carefully, especially in the Hebrew text, there are some places where... Bible refers to God as Heloha. And there are places where God, the Bible refer, refers to God as Elohim. 
When God wanted to create man, if you read very well in the Hebrew text, what it means is that let us draw from us. He said, let us make man. Let us bring from Eloha. That means Holy Ghost, Jesus, and God. Let us kai. Let us, you understand what I'm saying? Let us pull out from us. The Vulgar Bible says, let us make another speaking spirit like us. Yes, that's what the Vulgar translation of Genesis 1.26 says. It says, let us make another speaking spirit like us. One of the most important things that you have in your life is your mouth. Bible says that it's, it was Solomon that gave us this revelation in Proverbs 18 verse 21. It says death and life are what? I, uh, the power is in the tongue. And it says them that love it enjoy the fruits thereof. It is like even Solomon did not even emphasize well. You know what Job said? Job said who will plead with me? He said for if I keep short and I do not speak from my tongue. You know what he said? He said I will give up the ghost. Go and read it, Job 13 verse 19. Awesome words. In other words, he's saying that me being alive is because I can speak. One of the things that signify that somebody is dead is the inability to talk anymore. What the devil wants from you is to keep your mouth shut. And it's not just by keeping your mouth shut. It's by keeping the word shut from your mouth. God doesn't understand English or Yoruba. He said, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. God can hear the language of hearts. God's native language, heart. You cannot communicate to God with English. It's heart. So it's not a mystery that God can hear all of us because he's hearing one thing, heart. That's God's native language, your heart. Jesus said they honor me with their lips. So they say, I honor you, Lord. I celebrate you, Lord. But they do not. He says their hearts are far. I love Jesus. Jesus says, "Mm -mm. if you love me, you will keep my word. Don't tell me. Don't sing it. Say, don't sing it. I don't want singing. I want you to do. Keep my word. Let my word abide in you. If you do that, then you love me. He says, the power of death and life is in the tongue. The power of death and life. Jesus told us in Revelations 1 verse 14 that he has the keys of death and hell in his hands. What does that mean? This is awesome. The power of death and life is in the tongue. Jesus says he has the keys of hell and life in his hands. Jesus is saying, I'm now the custodian of the word. And I'm releasing it upon anybody that I want through their tongue. That's what Jesus is saying. Remember, he told us that he was sending us another comforter in John 14 verse 6. But he said this. He said that he will say of only things that he tells the comforter to say. Now the Bible is telling us that the power of death and life is in the tongue. And Jesus owes the key. Jesus wants to control your tongue. By his word. He wants to navigate your life. By his word. You must put the word of God on your lips. You must say the word of God. You must think the word of God. Speak as God. Not just like. Go and read Hebrews 11. The Bible says that the ions. You will not get the word world. But the, the word ion explains it very well. Ion means the destinies. Not just worlds. Hiya. This is awesome. Do you, this is powerful. The ions of that we see, the worlds that we see, you are a world to God. That's the meaning. You are a world. Why won't you know that you are a world? Do you know what happens in your mind? Some of you are here but not here. Let me give you an example. You have a world in your mind. You can drive in your mind. You can eat in your mind. You can kill in your mind. Boss, what came to your mind when I said boss? Did you say? 
Yes. It's either you saw a picture first or you saw the spelling first. Do you know that the mind is so powerful that if I say boss now, you write it immediately. And do you know that you thought? Hi. You thought. Because if you did not think, you will not know. But you thought in less than a second. Grace. You start writing immediately. But you thought it. If you did not think it, if I say grace, you can write glory. See how powerful your mind is. God says the ions of these words were framed by word. Brothers and sisters, you are the ones that can determine your destiny. Yes. The ions of this world, the destiny of the sea, the destiny of Shuel, destiny of heaven, sorry, heaven of Ered, everywhere by God's word. I want to say something. I want to ensure that I'm very, very simple. I want you to get the truth out of what I want to say this morning. I'll just say it later. I don't really care. (laughs) The destiny of your life is in your hands. If the word of God can frame the world, the word of God can frame your life. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I don't know. That's us. We are pushing it. You will be pushing it. Listen. Take what I'm saying very seriously. You will be pushing it. Somebody called Pastola on, which day was that? Was it Friday? When did, yes, which day was that? On Thursday, Friday. Somebody called him and they were having a video call. And then the person said, Richard, how are you? I told him, I said, tell him you are not a retard. Listen, you, it might, it might look like you are proud. What, what's there not to be proud about? You cannot use your stupidity to destroy my own life. Some people, they have invested rubbish in your life. Your friend, good, you say, I am happy. The reason why God is not honoring your words is because he's not honoring your words. It's for your good. He will not honor your word because he cannot honor your words. He knows that if he should start honoring your word, you will die. Because you wake up in the morning, you said, first thing you said, which kind of life be this? Imagine that. Which kind of life be this? I don't know. I just, I, I hate my life. Can you imagine? Imagine how many times you've said, I'm tired of this life and you've died. Let God just take me. <laughs> imagine that. You put the word of God on your lips. David said, your word have I eat in my heart. So that I will not what? Sin against thee. Jesus told us in Mark 17 verse 15 where, where we want to read. He said, it is not what goes into us that defiles us. He says, but it is what comes out of us that defiles us. So if you want to be unclean, you can be unclean. This is amazing. Oh. I want to shift your mind to something. It means that if I am unclean, it means that I am not unclean by actions. I am unclean by what I said. That's the meaning. He said, what defiles you is what comes out from you. Jesus then explains to us that adultery is an act of word. Hi. Adultery is doing a bit. Jesus says it's not doing, it's word. Killing is an act of word, not doing words. Not doing word, word. And it's not hard to understand because the objects in themselves are never ever bad or wrong. It's true. It's true. Very true. No object is actually wrong. It's the subject that determines the good or the bad in the object. For example, a knife is for cooking to the wife. It's for killing to the arm robber. Will we not say knife is bad? No. No. It's you that determines what is good and what is bad. From you. Some people are busy. If you hear, if you hear gist that some people gist, you are wondering, is this gist? You sit down and begin to analyze somebody. 
Analyze another person. I even realize that the reason why celebrities get richer is because you talk about them. That's the reason, actually. The reason why they get richer and they are more popular is because you keep talking about them. Not because you are giving them money, but you are talking about them. So somebody will go on Instagram and snap naked. Not because he wants you to see nakedness. He wants to give you something to say. You will open your mouth. Sit down early in the morning. That's the one I can't even understand. And you know what I hate? These people that they don't have any power to change or do anything. They are the ones that make the highest noise. See them early in the morning, 6.30. Instead of him to look for work to do, he goes to newspaper junction. They have no power to change anything. No power to change anything. And we are people of grace. There is a way we must talk. There are words that must be in our hearts. When everybody is seeing wrong in somebody, we as a people of grace must see good. We must. There is nothing that can be totally bad that will be totally bad. It's not possible. It's not possible. And if you see something that is terribly bad, it will point you that you are really good. It will still do a purpose for good. You cannot relegate something totally and talk bad and destroy, kill. You know? If you hear the way some people gossip, gossip in a beautiful and stylish way, they will not start putting God will help her or God will help him. Very annoying. Have you have you heard? They are the only ones I always first hear. And you see them now, they are going to pastor. Pastor, I don't I don't hear God, but why will you hear God? Why will you hear God? Your ear is already full. Can't hear, they can't decipher the voice of God. They are the ones that say something told me. <laughs> something. Praise God. Somebody told me, I don't know why, I can never, I'm not, I'm not stable. I said, the reason why you're not stable is because you have not coordinated what you are listening to. That's the reason. Say, I'm not stable, today I'm happy, today I'm sad. I said, it's because you have not coordinated what you are listening to. You're happy now, you're sad now, you're happy now, you're sad now, you're happy now. It's like they're only your mood switching it off, only switching off, only switching off, only switching off. And then the more the people tell you that something is wrong with you, something becomes more wrong with you. You say, nothing is wrong with me. I just want to be me. You see that? So you are owning it. You are owning it. You are owning it. Do you get what I'm saying here? The word of God on your lips. Be aggressive about it. In fact, be offensive with it. Why are you looking like this this morning? I'm not looking like this. I'm looking good. Like that. Don't let it get cold. Don't let it get cold. Why are you looking? I'm not looking like this. What do you mean by this? I'm looking good. You are losing weight. I'm not. I'm not losing weight. Yes. Ah, bad guy. How far? I'll shake you. I'll I'll not be bad guy. I'll be good guy. I'll correct you. Yes. You are your friend, your, your, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend. Your nickname is monkey and baboon. One of the reasons why men cheat is because women say men cheat. Yes. So it's not like we like cheating. No man is supposed to be trusted, you see? And the Bible says, whatever you say will be what? Established. <laughs> Men, there is no way. He will cheat. You see, the man will just monkey. He will just wake up. Ah, I need to cheat today. He will not know why. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Sorry. See, boys are like, are they couples there? Praise God. Hallelujah. But we have to have God's word on our lips. If you are confronted with the situation that Job was confronted with, what would be on your lips? What would be on your lips? What do you know about God's word that would be on your lips? 
Remember that one of our greatest weapons for warfare is God's word. It is written. Praise God. I know sometimes you might not know the chapter, you might not know the verse. But what do you know about the word of God? There are different translations actually. So if you don't say KJV, you say NIV. And if you don't say NIV, say DIV, the Lakpo version. (laughs) Yes, but what do you know about God's words? If you are in a tight corner, what will you say? Imagine you were in a bus and the bus was about to have accidents. Will you say Jesus or you will say Oro? It's true. Something shocking happens to you. The first thing that comes to your mouth is Yepa! Mogbe, Mokuo, Mofo, Modanu, Moku. Those kind of, you see that? All those kind of words. Hallelujah. Let's read something. Let's read, um, John 7 verse 38. We all know it, but I just want us to see it ourselves. Someone said, the spirit of the Lord speak by me and his word is in my tongue. I like prophet Samuel. Powerful, powerful. John 7 verse 38. Let me start rounding up now. We're going to do something very, very prophetic and important, important. Praise God. So we have to do that quickly. Are we there? 7 verse 38. Let's read together. One, two, go. Yes. Yes, out of his belly. All right, praise God. So every time that you speak the word of God, every time that you open your mouth, you must understand that you are releasing fountains, rivers of living water. Don't release contaminated water. Release rivers of living water. Make sure you are saying the word of God. Praise God. Good morning. If you good morning, be blessed. In fact, Jesus gave us conduct of how to behave even when we go to a place. Some people, you go to your neighbor's place. Let me just tell you something. One time like that, I can remember this. My grandma, one of my uncles, married to a girl. And then she came to our house, our family house. And my grandma stood up. I said, ah, kilo maje. She said she will eat. She didn't even say she will not eat. He said she would eat, uh, maybe she said Amala or something. My grandma said, Ma worry, Ma Lobaero, a 64 year old woman, years old woman. My grandma went and rolled Amala for her. In the parlor, I put my two legs like this. I was shaking my head. I was small, but I knew. Because if my grandma does, <laughs> I know the meaning of, <laughs> so she did the Amala, she gave it to the girl. The girl ate the Amala carried the plates and dropped it and came back to the parlor. When she left, my grandma said she never, ever wants to see my uncle with that girl again. Never, ever. Do you know that if she was a good Christian, Jesus has already taught her. There are conducts even in the Bible. Jesus said if you get to somebody's house, don't go there and say, Alpha, Alpha. He said first say peace be unto this house. Be humble about it. You went to your in-laws place. This one, it was our father was telling me this. That one of our friends went to see her boyfriend's mom. And then when she got there, she's, she's like Delta. So, but the boyfriend is Yoruba. So when she got there, she said, hi, ma. Ah. Till today, till today, today, the woman doesn't want to see the girl with her son because of hi, ma. You say, ha, you can't do it. You say, me, I can't do it. Too. Okay. Yes. Hi, ma. What is wrong with saying hi, ma? Nothing is that, you see? Nothing is wrong. Nothing is that, think about it, nothing is wrong. Hey, hey, it's okay. 
It's not your message. Think about it. Nothing is actually wrong. But because of the person that is involved, something is wrong with every bit of it. That was the way she was brought up. That's her tradition. The reason is not that she's disrespectful. She's not disrespectful. Her problem is lack of wisdom. It's wisdom. It's not, it's not respect or no respect. It's just wisdom. Jesus taught us what to do in the morning. Taught us what to do when we get somewhere. If you are confused, the word of God has put everything clear. To make sure that you are a winner. Praise God. So what do you do when you are in tri- tribulations or in trials? Verse Bible says we should count it all joy. When we go through diverse temptations. And I want to say this. James 1.13 says that let no man say that it is God that tempts him. So it is the devil that tempts. But James said that we should count it all joy when we go through diverse temptations. He says for his walking past patience. Are you understanding what we are saying here? Listen, whenever you get into a stranded position. Ah, now this is where I'm going exactly. We can close here. When you get into a position or a place where you are confused. Or where it's like you don't know what to do. You can't go left. You can't go right. My God. First start counting it joy. After then, you rise. Do you understand what I'm saying? Make sure you are not sitting. It's very important that you are not sitting. Do you know why? Because what you want to do cannot take sitting. You rise up. It's very, very important. You arise. Do you understand what I'm saying? You rise up. You pick one or two scriptures. You can start with Psalm 4, um, Philippians 4 verse 4. It says rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. You see, that one is not a choice. You say, how can I rejoice? I don't feel like. Mm-mm. It's a command in the Bible. It says rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. It's a command. It's not a choice. In the Bible, there are 203 times rejoice was mentioned. Awesome. 203 times. Instructing us to rejoice. If you do not rejoice, you are not keeping God's word. He says rejoice always. He says, mm, again, I say rejoice. I say rejoice, you will rejoice here. Rejoice. So you stand up, hallelujah. You remember the Bible, it says, he that sits on the throne shall laugh. Oh, you say, wow. And I'm supposed to rejoice. So you stand up. You were sitting before. You are confused. You are sad. You stand up. You know, don't let the devil know what you are up to. Just pay small, small. He thinks you want to do the normal thing. And you laugh. Don't say I don't feel like laughing. You don't feel like laughing. Laughing is an act. You can do it. You don't feel like laugh. Laugh is a spiritual principle. You laugh you in this way and he realizes you laugh because what he's fighting is your joy because that's where your strength is if he fights you that way and he realizes that the end for you is laughter he will try another way, we live that way let him try all possible routes block everywhere with laughter you block everywhere there's no way he can navigate because he's meeting laugh what the devil wants to do, he wants to turn a place to a desolate place he wants to make laughter far That's why if you don't laugh, there's something wrong with you. There is something about joy. God is excited. All through the scriptures. Look at what the Bible says about God. It says, he that sits on the throne shall laugh. God laughs. God laughs. God is not a sober God. 
You know, the Bible tells us about Jesus, Luke 10 verse 2. The Bible says when Jesus was teaching, if you read it in the Greek, you will understand. Jesus, he says, rejoiced him. You know what the things that Jesus did? While Jesus was teaching, in the midst of his teaching, see what our Lord did. God is an awesome God. God is great. Woo! Bible says he spinned around in joy. Wow. Jesus spinned around in joy. He spinned around in joy. Jesus was teaching. He was teaching to rejoice. You think Jesus had cold meetings? It's not possible. Jesus didn't have cold meetings. Yes, sir. Didn't start here. Jesus didn't have cold meetings. Time that Jesus introduced himself, the new Jesus, the resurrected Jesus. Jesus came in, he walked in as a bad guy, didn't open any door, just appeared. And when Jesus appeared, you know what he said? All hail! You know the meaning of that? You know the meaning of that? He said, Help me, help me, help me. I don't rise. He didn't come in and say, eh, 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 eh. I told you. God pony, you not believe in me. You will not no. Jesus came in with excitement. All hail. He was too excited. Thomas was doubting. He said, You need to enjoy this excitement. Come, come, come. Come and touch. Come and touch. Jesus excited Jesus. Brothers and sisters, you are not just in the presence of God, you are carrying God's presence. There is fullness of joy. Let people investigate. Why are you so happy? You say, Happy? Happy is by happenstance. That's where it's from. Happy is by happenstance. Eh, eh. It's not what is happening that makes me happy. My happiness has a source. It's knowledge. Knowledge. There is something that I know. Let me give you something to shout about. That I will die and pick up my life. How can I not be happy about that? That everything, all things work together for my good. If rain is falling, it's for my good. If sun is shining, it's for my good. If I see angel, it's for my good. Delay is for my good. Everything. Something to shout about. Hallelujah. So this means that I've invested time, I've invested money, I've invested heart, everything I have into a relationship and he walked away. And she walked away. You stand up. Do not cry. Do not cry. It's not in your nature. And if you cry, cry in joy. Don't cry because he left. Cry because he went. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't have school fees. What what can make me happy by I don't have school fees? There is something to be happy about. It cannot say I don't have. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. For the fact that I can say I don't have, it means there is hope. I'm alive. So I can still. Yes. There is always something to rejoice about. So you are walking on the road. It's looking like it's a dull day. You remember, wow, 
everything was created for my pleasure. Uh-huh. Kaya. See, if you don't have anything to shout about, just remember all that God has made you. You mean I'm seated in heaven but walking on earth? Come on, 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 come on. I'm in heaven but walking on earth? I'm not going to judgment, I'm coming from judgment? You mean that these people don't know that I am the body of God? The almighty God is in flesh in me. He's shouting at you in the office. You look at him. You say he doesn't know I'm his boss. So he doesn't know. He doesn't know who the real guy is. So you laugh. He's wondering why you're laughing. Your mind is a small boy. Bloody man. Hallelujah. There is always something to laugh about. To shout about. So wake up in the morning and engage laughter. Say, <laughs> Yes. Do it. Do it. Do you understand? As you are doing it, you realize that the garment will come upon you. Every situation requires laughter, not cry. Do you understand what I'm saying? It requires laughter, not cry. Never in the Bible did we see that God, God in his almightiness wept. It was Jesus when he saw Lazarus. And that weeping was for joy. Yes. Look at what Jesus said. The Bible says Jesus wept. After he wept, what did he say? He said, Father, I thank you. We can understand the reason why Jesus wept. Some people say Jesus wept because Lazarus had been there for four days. Uh-uh. Don't get, don't get it wrong. Jesus already told us in John. He said that he is not dead and this sickness is not unto death. So Jesus knew that Lazarus was only sleeping. Let me tell you why Jesus cried or Jesus wept. Bible says when he got there, Bible says Jesus wept. You know what the Bible says in the next verse? He says, and he lifted up his voice and said, Father, I thank you. Jesus cried because of thanksgiving. Why was Jesus thankful? He said, because before I call. You see, he wasn't crying because Lazarus died. He was crying because he knew that he had the ability to raise the dead because he would be raised from death. That's the reason. Not because he, he no. He, I say, wow. He say, wow. So I'm doing a prelude of what I will do. Imagine Jesus, when Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, with a loud voice, come forth. He said, lose him and let him go. Glory to God. That's our resurrection there. Ah. He had been bound by the world. He had been bound by men. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Even when he came for Jesus understands. Kai, I, I, I really hope you understand this message. Jesus understands that the resurrection that we have resurrected sometimes could not be enough. He said, oh, you will need help. You will need teachers. You will need apostles. You will need prophets. You will need evangelists. He said, please, can you help me lose him? He said, please, can you help me lose him? They lose him. He said, now let him go. The next verse, we saw that Lazarus was in the same house with Jesus, eating rice. <laughs> he was eating. So, yes, I know, he said, Pastor Lackbo, I'm, I'm doing this wrong, I'm doing that wrong. 
Jesus said, lose him, not lose you. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is the word of God, the word from Jesus that will lose you. It's not your choice. It's Jesus that will proclaim, lose him and let him go. Hallelujah. 